0: Hey, hey, what's up, lad familiar? You crazy football loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be
1: it's going to be magisterial with an amplifier.
0: Hello and welcome to the Inter-Miami podcast. You know you did not turn into the wrong wrong podcast. You're stuck with the sweet voices of myself, Brandon Griffin. And with me today I have Trav, who everybody knows and loves. Jay and Than are, you know, still trying to find their way from the unveiling after that hurricane hit. And they're still having a little uh, hurricane messy hangover, so we're here to to right the ship today. So how you doing, Trav?
1: You know, I'm still recovering from that uh, hangover, and you know, from getting my sunglasses stolen and getting shoved Ooh. inside the stadium. So I'm still recovering, but you know, I'm here. I made it to tonight. Very much unlike Jay or Than. <laughs> That's right, yeah, man. I'm still drying out. I you know, had to ooh. I threw my shoes in the dryer and they're still not dry.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. It was that was insane. But before we get into that excitement and all the exciting stories that we have, before we get into the fun stuff, we have to start we'll start off on a low note today. For some of us. Those of us that love Indy Vasilev, maybe this is a high note. (laughs) but you know we did play footy this weekend um we played in st louis on saturday we got to reunite with our boy indy vasilev and uh you know we got a, a three nothing shellacking uh from one of the best teams in the west so you know not a great start to the tata era but um you know trav outside of uh You know, if you want to go on a five-minute, I love Indy rant, let's hear it.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I love my Indy Vasilev, and, you know, he had the game-winning assist for St. Louis, and, you know, I may or may not take him over Messi and Busquets ten times (laughs) out of ten. He may be the most attractive man in MLS. Uh, He may have the best nickname in MLS. Uh, I'm really sad that he's in St. Louis. St. Louis barbecue yeah. is inferior to Texas barbecue. But as long as my Indy Vasilev is there, I'll suck it up and I'll eat some St. Louis barbecue.
0: Now, I know the listeners are wondering were you wearing your Indy jersey yesterday or Saturday?
1: <laughs> uh, I plead
0: the fifth. Ooh. That means it was an Indy Inter Miami kit.
1: There actually is. There's an Indy Inner miami kit and an Indy St. Louis kit. So I, I plead the fifth. I won't tell the people <laughs> what which one I was wearing. I was wearing one of them. Audience, Oof. I'll put this out there for the Twitter people who all know me. Tell me, what kit do you think I was wearing? Do you think I was wearing the Inter-Miami Indy Vassalove kit or the St. Louis Indy Vassalove kit?
0: You know, that's a tough one. I personally think you were wearing the inner Miami one. But, All uh, right.
1: Look at that. Brandon think thinks I'm loyal.
0: Head to head, I think you're loyal, but I think if St. Louis plays anybody else, you're wearing the St. Louis one.
1: Yeah. Shout out to uh another podcast I was a guest on last week, and I wore my uh Indie Vassilev <laughs> St. Louis kit on that one. So just saying. Oof. My my loyalty can be bought by the good looks of a very attractive man. Named Indiana Vaslov. I love it. Kind of sound like me with Lewis Morgan, man. God, he he was my first. You know, you never forget your first, but then (laughs) Indy's just special, man. God, I I can't wait for Indy to hear this, and I'm going to get a text message from him being like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) Listen, anytime you want to come back, Indy, we'll take you. Yeah, please but, do, man. Like, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll, but, I'll put this out here and it's going to piss Than off when he listens to this. Robert Taylor for Indie Vast Left. one for one. Done deal. I'd do it. I, I would do
0: it. I'd do it. But, yep. Yeah, so you've just heard us uh, on the Inner Miami podcast for the very last time, as Than has now killed us after he's heard this. <laughs> but, you know, outside of our indie love, What did you make of Tata's debut? What did you think?
1: Uh, You know, I thought it was an interesting debut. It's a game that uh, Miami as a club didn't really seem to care about that much because of the news announced earlier in the day of the official signing of Lionel Messi uh, to the point that the club waited until only a few minutes before kickoff to post the lineup and then didn't post another update until well after the match ended. And then deleted both of those last night, Sunday, July 16th. And the only reason I can assume they deleted those is because the last thing they wanted was a 3 nothing loss breaking up their Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi.
0: Well, see, I have a theory that uh, last night the holy water, which was falling down on all <laughs> of us, just washed away all our pain. It's gone.
1: <laughs> well... Let let's get to Friday first and see about that. But wow. you no, know, I I I do think that you know Tata put out some interesting tactics. You know, Miami was playing kind of a mix of a four back and a five back. There were times where you know Ian Frey was pushing higher as a right back, and Noah Allen was playing as a true left back. And there were other times where you know Noah uh, Ian Frey dropped in. And Robert Taylor played out wide as a wingback. And it became even more interesting in the second half when Noah Allen, the left back, was subbed off for DeAndre Yedlin, who then played left back. He didn't move to right back. He played left back as Ian Frey played right back for the remainder of that match. So, you know, I think Tata is very willing to experiment. And we saw a lot of this in this match where... He made a lot of halftime subs. He changed the formation to halftime, putting Campana on and putting him up top with Josef. We saw some better ideas. Ian Frey, one of my new loves, uh, (laughs) almost scored against Berkey, but Berkey's just insane and got him on the line. And, you know, we're seeing that Tata's willing to be flexible and willing to change on the fly, so... You know that that's going to be very interesting as we head into what is lovingly called the messy era these next yeah. you know, couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, I thought um, what was interesting is I thought I thought Frey was our best attacker by far. I thought he was getting up into the great positions. He was aggressive. He was flying forward, which was kind of reminded me of when Tata had uh, Gressel. And how he used him in that, uh, that kind of it was like a hybrid role because he kind of played midfield, then he dropped back into the back line and stuff like that. So that was interesting to see. And, and I was shocked, uh, kind of like you were that Noah gave way for Yedlin. I thought, I didn't think that would happen. But, um, you know, when the lineup came out, I remember thinking like, this has to be Tanta like, giving some guys like a shot to see what they've got to see if they're going to, how they're going to gel in the system. Like who would have thought Sunderland is starting or um, Robbie Robinson. I, I didn't have him starting. Um, you know, I didn't even know he was back from his hamstring injury before the game. So, you know, it was interesting to see them play Sunderland with his debut is great. Love to see the young guys getting shots. Uh, but, you know, it was it was interesting. I think uh, Joseph kind of he's kind of done what he's always done this season, and he disappointed me. Um, I thought he had a couple of good opportunities he he could have converted and, and missed. Um, but you know, I, I I felt like it was almost a throwaway game. I didn't feel like we were going for the win at any point. I thought it was more about seeing how some people who have been on like kind of the outskirts of the whole um, of the project, how they are, how they can handle Tata's system and what they can do, and um, you know, I guess time will tell if he thinks Sunderland has a spot in this team or Robbie Robinson maybe sticks around. Um, who knows? But it, it was interesting, and I was, I liked seeing that in a game even though these guys had only had like a week with Tata like the tactics evolved during the game and like you saw changes happen that were kind of fluid and and you didn't see that under Neville and it was just it was cool to see and it was like man we have a manager
1: <laughs> no and it was you know really nice to see a lot of these one touch passes which you know if you listen to inside training last week Tata very avidly talked about that to the team he said one you know one touch pass one touch pass and you know we saw a lot of that especially in the first half and even more so in the second half oh and I think you make a great point about oh, kind of giving players a chance that have been on the outskirts you know, Robbie Robinson uh Victor Uloa returned Nick Marsman returned to the bench you know so you know Tata really gave some of these guys chances that, according to more than a few reports, Nick Marsman, Victor or Robbie Robinson, these are all players who are on the outs. They're on the outskirts of this squad, and yet they were given a chance in this match to have kind of one last show-off for Tata Martino ahead of the debut of Lionel Messi, Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba soon, and then some more U-20 Two DP editions that are coming down the line,
0: yeah, and you know seeing Marsman on the bench, I kind of was surprised that he started calendar in this one because uh when I saw that that Marsman was dressing, I said, well, maybe Tata's gonna see what this see what Marsman has, you know because we know what Drake is he's a great shot stopper, he's um you know he's doing a great job. Keeping us in games, frankly, we had no business being in in the first half of the season. And, you know, but, you know, leaves a little bit to be desired with his distribution, although that's been improving the last couple of weeks. So maybe he wanted to see what Marsman would do in his system. But um, not that I think <laughs> Calendar should be going anywhere. He's definitely the number one. But, uh, you know, I, I just expected to see cj Desantis on the bench not not marsman but yeah so we'll see what happens uh see if some of these guys made an impression um but like you said a lot of the guys that that made appearances were guys that like i never thought we'd see again i didn't think we'd see robbie um i completely forgot victor yo was on the team for a
1: little while (laughs) but no and i mean you know, you make a great point about Drake. You know, I the second I heard that Nick Marsman traveled, I said, all right, Nick's starting. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be his show off. Like, all right, bro, you got one chance to show off why we pay you, you know, $750,000 a year. And, you know, I think that Drake probably had his worst game of the season. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if there's ever a time that somebody like Tata Martino is going to make a change, it's right now as he's preparing to make a bunch of changes to the squad. You know, and I don't think that Drake Calendar is in any serious threat of that, but he definitely left the door cracked open. And, you know, if you look at this match, you know, Drake probably should have had the first goal. He mm-hmm. probably should have had the third goal. He cheated yeah. way too hard behind his own wall. And... Uh, Lowen absolutely called him out on it and put it, you know, top four post. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Drake ever had a chance of losing his number one role, it was definitely after this match where he left that door creaked open. If a Nick Marsman or C.J. Dos Santos wanted to push for that starting role,
0: yeah, and I think that's you know spot on. I I do think we probably. If Marsman sticks around, uh, if Tata thought he saw something and wants to keep him around, maybe we see some rotation start happening. Because, you know, Drake's been our guy for every game this season. I think he's missed two. Maybe not even. even Not even
1: that. I think think Big Dick Nick started one game, and that's it. Yeah. So,
0: you know... Maybe it's a rotation thing. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see what lineup goes out on Friday. Uh,
1: yeah. And, we'll... and, you know, one last thought on that St. Louis game. If you had to pick somebody, who is your standout performer from that match? Oof. That's tough. I'm
0: torn. I I, I mean, I'd probably say Ian Frey. Um, you know, he was doing a lot of attacking. He was doing some good defending, too. Like, he had a... Um, not quite a goal line clearance, but he had a couple clearances. Um, but right behind him, like, and he's flying under the radars of Arroyo Like, he did a pretty solid job in the midfield. Um, but outside of those two, like, I, I don't really think I I looked at anybody and said, yeah, they were they're balling out tonight.
1: <laughs> well, my no answer is quite simple, Branton. It's Indiana vasilev <laughs> One assist, beautiful corner <laughs> play into the area, uh, all over the pitch in his 65-minute appearance, uh, my man of the match.
0: Yeah, well, definitely great game by him. Um, still kills me to see him in that red Purina dog food bag. But uh, you know.
1: Listen, you can't hate on it. If you hate on it too much, I'll go change into it right now in the middle <laughs> of the podcast. Then we're going to release video. And really <laughs> go on yeah, only fans. This will be the one OnlyFans episode Or it'll just be me like changing in the middle of the show Into an Indiana Vassaleva St. Louis skit There we go <laughs> Which I do own, by the way, for all the listeners I do own, it's on my Twitter Go make fun of me, I don't give a I shit they top of the say, West
0: If you guys aren't following him on Twitter You're missing out because there's all sorts of good stuff On there But, you know now that we've gone through the pain um, and pulled out whatever joy we can, now we'll go. We'll change it up. We'll go into some more exciting stuff. The unveiling, the uh, presentation, or whatever they were calling it. <laughs> um, you know, it it was. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it was a doubt.
1: very it was a very inner Miami experience. <laughs> yeah. It was. You, you get nice and high. And then it's like, uh, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. You're not allowed to have good things. We're going to bring you right back down. And and then they give you that false hope again.
0: Yeah. No, you know, I I know a lot of people who were there who who are upset about what happened and how everything went off. But, you know, we very clearly did not get the event the way it was planned or intended to be. Um, You know, and we can thank that, crazy storm that came through you know for everybody who goes to the stadium like if that wasn't the worst storm we've ever experienced during a rain delay i i don't know what was like this felt worse than the tropical storm
1: game it's it's crazy to say that like we played a game in a literal tropical storm and yet this was worse i was at both this was worse than that storm (laughs) than playing a game in a literal tropical storm
0: yeah, I mean, we were we were kind of hunkered down, uh, kind of near the media area, and like, I, I I literally saw like a catering a rolling refrigerator blow from where they had all the caterers blow like forty feet, slam into a wall, and like, thank God it didn't it didn't take anybody out, but it was it was nasty, mangled tents well, it, everywhere. It
1: did take somebody out. There is a TikTok video going around right now. Uh, it's been shared to me more than a few times of that said catering cart that absolutely wiping somebody out.
0: See, I saw the cart going and flying, and then like the wind was hitting me in the face, and I couldn't like see that it hit somebody, so I wasn't sure that it did. I know um, as soon as it happened, Joe, friend of the podcast, was – was walking right there, and, and it missed him. I think you even see him in the video, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it missed Joe, but I think, like, maybe a foot. And, and then yeah. truly, like, wipes somebody out. It's a great video, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I highly encourage people to go find it. I've watched it probably a hundred times today and laughed my <laughs> ass off. Yeah, that.
0: but, you know, that was... what I mean, what a way to start it, you know? people trying to get in and, and that happening and you know it was it was just wild I've never seen it like that I've never seen flooding like that in the stadium it was just crazy but um you know the the good part Messi was finally out there holding our jersey holding the the heartbeat kit and man the the there's only two things that have made this whole experience feel real to me the pictures of Messi and Publix, and this. <laughs> him it, holding the jersey.
1: For me, it, it finally became real last night when yeah. you saw him on the field holding the jersey, speaking to the fans, and, and looking genuinely super happy to be there. Like, yeah. he had a smile just permanently affixed to his face for the entire event, and... Uh, Walked down with his kids afterwards. Thiago Messi, one of his sons, actually nutmegged him afterwards on awesome. the pitch. Uh, that's a great viral video. Shout out to my friend Eric for taking that. Uh, but it, it it's real now. It, it's as real as it gets. He said that he's playing on Friday against Cruz Azul. Uh, Sergio Busquets will also be playing or available for selection on Friday against Cruz Azul. So... That's it. We are now in the Lionel Messi era of Inter Miami and MLS. Yeah, and I mean,
0: you know, it it's hard for anybody to stay smiling because, you know, I I watched the Apple broadcast back this this morning and because I wanted to see anything I had missed and like the broadcast did not do justice to how much rain was falling on the man as he's getting announced and what's happening to, to the Moss brothers and Beckham and, and that, and to be that happy. And I didn't see anything but a smile on his face. Even when I saw him get out of the car and go into, uh, go into the stadium, like the man was just so excited. and, And that just has me excited because, you know, when Gonzalo showed up, like he wasn't, Super happy. He wasn't excited <laughs> like that. Oh, so. no. I mean,
1: if if you took side-by-sides of, like, when Gonzalo got picked up from the airport by Jorge Mas to Lionel Messi arriving to Dry Ping Stadium, Stadium, are night and day, you know, Gonzalo Higuain was a straight-face, all-business. Lionel Messi was as wide of a smile as you could get, happy to see all the fans, waving at fans as he entered the stadium. So, you know, it's a really nice thing to see and, you know, it makes me feel like we're going to get our best version of Lionel Messi. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I feel like. It, it it almost seemed like he's out there, like no pressure, like he's not feeling like all this weight on him or whatnot. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see Friday. I can't wait to see what happens then. And, you know, Busquets, you know, flies a little bit under the radar because, you know, everybody was there to see Messi, but he looked excited too. Um he looked to be in good spirits. Uh, surprised me a bit by giving a little a speech in English. Uh that was pretty cool. Uh, just, you know, we're we're here now. We're we're not not you know, we're not <laughs> not pre-messy in Miami where we're talking about seven or eight game losing streaks. Like that's probably not going to happen again.
1: No, and you know just the magnitude of an event like this. It was announced today that, oh, uh, three point eight billion views worldwide of this event. And you know, one, this number is likely to change. It's probably a very preliminary number. Two, it's not live broadcast. This isn't just people who tuned in live. It's people who watched on the YouTube stream who are rewatching on, you know, the Twitter streams and everything. So, you know, it, it's a large number that is likely to change, but it shows just the worldwide massive attraction that a player like Lionel Messi has. And the eyes that it's going to bring to MLS and to Inter-Miami it is going to be massive for not only now, but for years to come. Yeah, and,
0: you know, uh, the stadium was... You know, with the rain and and the change in in plans, you know they had to do an abbreviated concert after the unveil instead of before. You know, even with all that stuff, like when when the Moss brothers got out there and, and David and they were giving their speeches, like that was that stadium was really electric. Like it felt like a game was going on. I mean, I don't think it was. You know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like last year Orlando at home electric. But I'm thinking Friday's probably going to be the most, probably the best atmosphere we've seen at Drive Pink.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And, you know, the one big thing that I will give Apple and MLS credit for and Miami is although the overall broadcast wasn't the standard that a lot of us were expecting, some of the angles and shots that are coming out of this broadcast from... The hundreds of different cameras. I think they had, you know, fifty-eight cameras alone for the broadcast, and that's mm-hmm. a sky cam that's been installed. Two drones that were constantly flying around the stadium, and you know, those drones led to some absolutely incredible shots of the stadium when the unveiling happened. So, a you know, major props to them, and we're going to see more of this. You know, Apple already announced that. Coverage for Inter Miami matches is going to be massively increased. Yeah. It's going to be enhanced by tenfold. So, you know, I really look forward to see what Apple has up their sleeve next to maximize the Lionel Messi era.
0: Look, there's only one thing that I think they need to do, and if you're listening, Apple, I, ho- I hope you take this under consideration. We need to bring back Ray Hudson. And we got to have Dre Cordero and Ray Hudson on all Inter-Miami games with Chris Whittingham in there, too. And, um, you know, if Kaylin Kyle wants to hang out, too, bring her on. We need the original inner miami crew.
1: And Lauren Markworth.
0: Yes. yep, she can handle the sideline reporter assisted by uh, by Trav. Yeah, That would be a great dynamic duo on the sidelines
1: Oh, it would be fantastic And then, for once in his life Trav would be tied down Yep And then no longer (laughs) Semi-anonymous God, it's barely even like Semi-anonymous at this point I had people walking up to me in the tailgate And in the stadium And they're like, yo, you're Trav, what's up, man? And I'm like, fuck you Yeah which well, for everybody listening, I'm friendly in real life. I promise. Yeah, uh, you know, if you see me, please walk up to me. I'm more than happy to talk. Or uh, if you want not punch me in the face, do that too. I mean, I say a lot of controversial, <laughs> stupid shit.
0: Well, I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend hitting him in the face because chances are the rest of the pod squad's pretty close by, and that that might not go over well. But um, you know, yeah, you know, if you don't know what we all look like you can head to the inner Miami to check us out. We're on there. So if you see any of the hosts at the stadium, cause we are always there, stop by, say hello, talk to us. We're, we're pretty friendly. Um, you know, autographs
1: but... are only $5 we promise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right. If you want to take a picture with us now, we're talking, you know, seven fifty. Yeah. <laughs> or you buy us a beer and we're good.
1: oh oh, yeah if you buy me like a shot or two like i'll I'll, trust me i'll do a lot more than a picture
0: he'll turn he'll turn over the twitter account to you for the evening
1: (laughs) uh, you buy me enough drinks and shit you're a traveler (laughs) but you know saying that now as we look forward to the remainder of this week you know next is uh a live training session tomorrow morning tuesday morning uh you know, we are recording this Monday night. Uh, yeah. You know, there will be a live training session broadcast on Apple. Uh, you know, it will be available for all of you, free in front of the paywall, and you know, I, I think that just shows the magnitude of this. When's the last mm-hmm. time any MLS team's training session was broadcast worldwide? Yeah, uh, Never. for. Just look at some of the legends that have played in the United States. You know, Kaká, David Villa, Andrea Pirlo, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, David Beckham. All of these guys, n- none of them had their you know first training session broadcast across the world for Lionel I have Messi. I feeling it won't
0: be the only one either.
1: No, n- no chance it's going to be the only one, and. No. You know, they're they're going big for this, too. There's commentators. When's the last time you heard of a commentated training session? Like, yeah, it, it's insane.
0: It really is. And, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to see the eyes on the team. It's exciting to see everything going down the way it is. But, man, you know, with all that new change coming in, unfortunately we've had to say goodbye to a couple players Um, uh, you know say what you want about about our first dp in history uh rodolfo pizarro but uh, i for one am wishing him well i hope him nothing but success uh, it just it just didn't work here Um uh, it didn't work out you know um uh, I know this is an audio podcast, but I have a picture of the first Inter-Miami goal right next to me. Um, And he's the one who scored it. And he's always going to have that place in in our history. And, you know, I thank him for everything he did here. And, you know, I think think a couple factors went into him not succeeding here. And I think he's reuniting with an old coach in in Greece now. And I, I hope he balls out. I really do.
1: Yeah, you know, for those that aren't up to date, Rodolfo Pizarro has now officially signed with a uh, Greece side, uh, AEK Athens. He reunites with former Mexico manager, Matias Almeida. Uh, Pizarro was Inter Miami's first DP. He scored the first goal in club history. And, oh, it re- really came down to, you know, yes, he didn't perform during his time here. But Miami also had to make a choice. They had two DPs in which they had to make a decision on. And I'm not counting Gregory because he was always going to be bought down regardless of what happened this summer. But you, know, you had to choose between Rodolfo Pizarro and a 22-year-old striker, Leo Campana, who's performed well in his year and a half here, about which one of these DPs is more valuable for now and for the future. And... It was very clearly that the answer is Leo Campana. And so that meant that Rodolfo Pizarro no longer had a place and he was either going to be traded or bought out or do what he agreed to do, which was to mutually terminate his contract, leaving money on the table so that he could go sign with Greek side AEK Athens.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's probably a move that worked out best for all all parties. Um, you know, I, I think uh, AEK is um, one of the favorites to qualify for Champions League, so that would be kind of cool to see him do that. But, you know, Rodolfo it's always been a really nice guy. Um, you know, I've run into him a couple of times uh, around the stadium when he wasn't playing, and, and he was nothing but pleasant and, and just – a nice, nice person. So you know, I, I have no ill will. I know there's some people who really, really have terrible opinions about him, but uh, you won't hear that from from I don't think anybody sane I think we all understand yeah. what what what's happening.
1: <laughs> no, and you know, he w- was truly always a class individual. And you got to give it to him. He was dealt kind of a crappy hand here, and took it in stride, and you know. Was very class, you know, on and off the pitch for Miami and gave his heart to the club. Oh, uh, so yeah. you know, as much as it's, you know, good to see him go, good to see him move on. It's also sad at the same time. You know, you wish he could have succeeded here, you know, but you, you also have to feel yeah, happy you really that he do. And, you know, unfortunately he didn't,
0: but you know, we'll, um, we'll see what happens in Greece.
1: I don't... Yeah. You know, and you have to be happy that, you know, David Beckham promised him when he first arrived here. He said, this is a stepping stone to Europe for you. Mm. And although it didn't work out in the most traditional (laughs) sense, it was. Pizarro has ended up in Europe, which is what he was promised when he joined the club in 2020.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, good for him. And, and, you know, hopefully we see see him do some good things. But, you know... I I don't think he's going to be the last one out. Uh, You know, we have a full squad and we're bringing in quite a few people. Um, Do you have anybody that you think uh, may be next or?
1: Well, here on inner Miami podcast, it's been reported that, you know, Robbie Robinson is supposed to be on the way out. Uh, However, most recently at the beginning of July, Club sources denied that pretty heavily, despite it being reported by not only the Inter-Miami podcast, but Ian Hess from uh, the Heron Outlet, Frank Composito from uh, Miami Total Football. So that one's kind of in flux right now, but you have to imagine that regardless, Robbie Robinson is on his way out. There's not really a spot for him in the squad. He hasn't performed his injury worries are a major concern, and especially as you know, Messi, Busquets, Alba, and some of these U22 signings we'll talk about a little bit later come in, it, it, that squad crunch gets even tighter. You know, uh, Victor Ulloa, Nick Marsman, both likely on the way out as well. You know, Nick Marsman may have a chance to you know creep his way back into the squad, but he costs a lot of money, and Miami needs to free up that cap space. Victor just he's played the least amount of minutes in his career this year. He didn't feature in, I think, the past nine or ten squads prior to this past weekend. So you have to imagine he's on the way out. And the other two names I've heard recently a lot of kind of just general stuff on is up. christopher mcveigh and harvey neville that both of them are not favored by this new coaching administration and that both of them could be potentially on their way out Hmm. oh
0: that i mean you know yeah the coaches have their their own personnel choices to make but that surprises me about mcveigh our iron man from last year really played when every minute just about of every game and Hearing that he might be out kind of stinks, but you know it's a new era. Got to make it, room for him.
1: No, it, it kind of stinks, but you know at the same time McVeigh has struggled this year.
0: Uh, yeah. McVeigh
1: hasn't been that Iron Man self and reliable defender that he was last year, and you know, under Javi Morales he didn't really play, and when he hmm. did he had honestly quite a poor showing, and it looks like under Tata Martino he may not get that chance either, especially as Javi Morales remains on the staff. So he's a very interesting one. Harvey Neville, love him, hate him, think that he's a Nepo baby. Kid's got talent for sure. Kid's got talent, but it seems like he is also on the outskirts, especially as spots on this squad start to become a lot more scarce to come by. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think, um, you know, I think Harvey gets a bad rap. I think he's a very talented player. He's shown in spurts that he can do some great things. I just don't think – I think sometimes I think Phil was probably a little hesitant to play him more when he probably could have because he didn't want it to appear as nepotism. And then, you know, when your dad was the old coach, I don't know (laughs) that a new coach is going to want you around. But – you know, hopefully they end up in, in better situations and, and can play week in and week out because, um, you know, they were good guys and good servants to the team.
1: Yeah, you know, but yeah. but a- as we talk about potential outgoings, Miami's obviously looking to replace these players or you know, less of like for like, but more so bringing in depth in other areas of the squad and potential starters in other areas of the squad. Miami most recently has been linked to uh, two talents from South America, Diego Gomez and Facundo Farias. Uh, Diego Gomez is an extremely promising 20-year-old center midfielder. He's a box-to-box eight coming here from Libertad. Uh, And supposedly the deal for him is complete. Uh, Miami will pay about $3 million and include a 50% sell-on fee for Diego Gomez. So that's a very interesting U22 DP signing that Miami hasn't really made to date. Emerson Rodriguez is the only U22 DP signing in club history. And now, in just this window alone, and very well by the end of this week, uh, sources have said that Diego Gomez is here in the United States. He arrived late this morning and is completing his medical and signing a contract and waiting on a visa. You know, these are all very interesting signings that Miami is now making since they know what the core of their team looks like and that they know that they landed a player likely in El Messi for these guys to be around.
0: Yeah, and you know, what's really exciting about these guys in my mind and that these players coming in is like, you know, we, we all thought there were going to be more of these moves, um, in the off season. Like we were all kind of hoping that there were going to be pieces in place so that Leo would just come in and be like one piece to the whole puzzle. But seeing how things have played out and how like meticulous the planning from the front office has been, like, it's really exciting to see the caliber of player that we're bringing in now. Um, and, 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 utilizing those u22 dp spots to our advantage and it's going to be huge because these are going to be guys that are going to come here play for a little bit and probably get sold on to europe i mean i forget who was i think it was um i think it was gomez was somebody who was like already linked to some major clubs in in europe and so
1: snagging both of these players I mean, yeah. Diego Gomez has been heavily linked to European clubs, and Miami beat out more than a few to secure his signature, and Facundo Farias is coming off of a ACL injury that sidelined him for about six months, but beforehand was linked to top European sides and top Premier League sides. So for Miami to pull off a signing of the caliber of Facundo Farias, and even though it's going to cost a bit, it's going to cost about million, and uh, his club will retain a 20% sell-on fee. It's a great signing for Miami, and it shows just the upper tier of caliber of young players that Miami's looking to surround Lionel Messi, Sergio Busquets, and Jordi Alba with. Yeah, and I think, you know,
0: there's always been, like, these concerns, right? Messi's coming, Busquets is coming, Alba's coming, like you know they're they're no spring chickens you know they're on the older side and so we were always concerned with how they're going to integrate to the squad are they going to be able to play you know 90 minutes in the south florida heat and stuff and i think by adding key talented players like this to surround them you're taking some of that pressure off of them and you're giving them the opportunity to have people that they can pass off to that they're not trying to do it all themselves so I'm really excited for these two, um, should they both get over the line and we start seeing them play with us. I mean, and and this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. Who knows what else is out there, who else is out there, who now, because of Messi, wants to come and play here and, and say, oh, yeah, I'll play a season there and then get sold on to Europe for, for big money or whatever. Um, so it's really exciting stuff. Um, but, you know, with those two moves, I would expect we probably have another
1: Couple moves coming too. Uh, I think, and from what I've heard, you now Miami most likely has, after Diego Gomez and Fulkundo Farias, about one more move, one or two more moves left. Uh, one that they've been heavily linked to is Argentine U twenty national team center back Tomas Alves. Uh, however, Miami has only just begun negotiations for him this week. And he does have a release clause of about $15 million. Miami is looking for quite a bit less than that. They're looking for about half of that as he doesn't have much senior team experience, but he is one of Argentina's most promising young center back prospects in their U-20 national team. So, you know, right now that is miami's next big target and if they can get a player like that over the line it'd be a huge addition especially if they decide to ship somebody like christopher mcveigh off it'd be you know great to replace him with a i believe 19 year old center back that's extremely highly related uh highly oh, rated can
0: you just imagine him and
1: and fray in that back line with oh, sergey man, Ooh, man oh, that would be that, nasty that, that makes me feel a certain way
0: <laughs> yeah man
1: Imagine in like two years Thomas Alves gets sold to like you know, Tottenham For a good like 15, you know, 20, 30 40 million And then Ian Frey gets sold to you know, What I believe is The best club in Europe, Tottenham as well They form the best center back duo Europe has Ever seen, Tottenham wins the Champions League, I finally get To die happy Ooh. Yeah,
0: and I, I wish I could say I see that happening, but...
1: <laughs> uh, come on, you, you know you do. Uh, the Scouts me it,
0: hates us. <laughs> it, it, it'll
1: happen before uh, Liverpool wins another uh, Champions League. Oof. Well, you had your chance
0: to make sure we didn't win another one, and you squandered that one, so...
1: Listen, it's only in true Tottenham fashion. No, it's
0: true, but the one and only Origi took care of you guys. So,
1: but anyway,
0: <laughs> before we we wrap up, let's we've got a game coming up. You know, we've talked of how exciting is that Messi in the building and watching him train, but we've got his debut coming up on Friday, man. What do you what are you expecting to see?
1: Uh I think that you know, Lionel Messi and Sergio Busquets both start. Uh, I think there's not a chance they don't. How long do they go? I think depends on the match. I think if Miami can get out and find a way to lead against Cruz Azul early, then Lionel Messi, Sergio Busquets probably come off after, you know, maybe 60 minutes. If they don't, and if this is a, you know, tied game heading, you know, deeper into the second half, then potentially they go 90 minutes and... Oh, the fun part about Leaks Cup is there are no draws in the group stage. If you are uh, all tied up at the end of regulation, you go directly to penalties. So you know, who doesn't want to pay, you know, the five hundred dollars you're gonna pay for a ticket to watch Lionel Messi take a penalty? Yeah. Well that and like so I was um,
0: you know, so focused on all the transfer news and, and stuff. So I finally got around to like actually looking at the rules for leagues cup. And so really, and I think you and I were talking about it at the unveiling, really all we have to do is win one game because two We're the only bracket that two teams advance to the next
1: round. Uh, no. And every bracket, two teams advance to the next round. First and second place.
0: Thanks. The athletic got it wrong. (laughs) they said we were the only one in our uh, in the south region that that advances that has to advance
1: <laughs> yeah but, winner in second place
0: i believe yeah, advance so, you know i i i don't i don't watch league MX. i don't know much about Cruz azul but i do know that messi's going to want to come out and perform real well in his debut and i think he's he's going to come out and show us all what he's capable of doing and busquets hopefully hopefully can do the same cuz when Busquets is on that man can pass the ball like nobody's business that one touch passing is suited very much to his play style so hopefully we see see that i mean i'm not expecting everything to be perfect because we're not um you know we've only got what is it like a couple of days that they've all been training together so it's going to be growing pains but i fully expect a, a good game and an electric atmosphere. And, you know, I like you think that they both start, there's no way they start on the bench for their debut.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, Tata Martino will continue to experiment throughout this match and see which players mesh the best with the two of them. You know, I think that, you know, depending on how the match goes, we see more, formation and tactical adjustments throughout the match. Uh, But uh, at the same time, it's just as this team continue to, you know, continues to grow and continues to learn each other, we'll see more and more of this and more and more of it getting refined, especially in a competition like leagues cup where Tata Martino has made it very clear that Miami is going to go for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're going to aim to win this tournament because, Oh, MLS is becoming increasingly out of reach, and they've leagues cup which, which is a brand new, fresh, clean slate, and does have you know, the top te- three teams from leagues cup all advance to the uh, CONCACAF Champions League or CONCACAF Champions Cup as it's now called. Yeah, and you know it's a way for Miami to win silverware this season. Uh, while you know their MLS hopes seemingly uh begin to fade away and as they prepare for a really tough competition in the US Open Cup in their semi-final match against uh FC Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. I um you know I, I don't know what our chances are against Cruz Azul. Um, I'm not super hopeful of a win. Um I, I think Probably come away with a draw, but um, you know who knows when. When you got somebody geared up and ready to go for their um, for their uh, debut, anything could really happen. And I, I do expect that Atlanta game on the twenty fifth. I expect us to crush Atlanta. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there now.
1: Uh, I think that Atlanta side is increasingly hot and cold. Oh, and especially as throughout this transfer window news about tiago almada continues to only get hotter oh, yeah. i think it's extremely unlikely he makes it through the end of this window by staying in the league atlanta had to get rid of their best young cdm because otherwise they would have been in violation of mls roster rules so you know this is an atlanta side that's continuing to be in a bit of transition and will probably only continue to stay in that period of transition as you know Tiago Alamada eventually gets sold and as they look towards the future yet again. Yeah and you know let's not forget it'll be
0: a Tata Grudge match, a Joseph grudge match like
1: you Yeah know. look what happened the last time Joseph played Atlanta. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I fully expect a uh Hey Joseph Hattie, coming in. God, Who knows? I, I
1: would love a Joseph Hattie. You know, a Tata maybe like take the shirt off celebration, just yeah. go absolutely wild at driving stadium. <laughs> I listen. Don't give people ideas. They already rush the gates in that. No, worked. no, no, no. Listen. Only the coaches
0: or people there can rush the field. If anybody else rushes the field you're taking your life in your own hands. I've seen the security (laughs) measures there. It's not going to be pretty.
1: It's U.S. marshals. Now it's not even like guardian security. It's the U S fricking marshals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These guys aren't playing around. So if you're thinking of doing something stupid and you hear this, don't do it, please. Don't enter
1: Miami podcast. uh, (laughs) Very much says this is a PSA. Do not rush the field. Do not do anything stupid. However, if you do, please record it and send it to us from your jail cell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's where you'll be. If <laughs> that, if you if, make it if, off the field. If,
1: if you make it that far. You know, we'll see about those that. Those
0: marshals are some big people, big guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's about, you know, a 15, 20 minute uh, drive to Broward Health South. So, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you, you got a fair bit to go. <laughs> yeah. But listen
0: guys we've got a great week ahead of us strap in enjoy it you know we've got um got a lot of exciting things coming out this week some new podcast things will be happening so stay tuned if you're not already following us on Twitter you know we're at um, MIA podcast uh, Twitter I believe the instagram's the same way but the best way to stay up to to all the news is is a hop in the discord with us and B jump on that inner Miami website, inner Miami podcast website. We post all our new shows there. We post, we've got articles on there now, uh, written by our very own Caden does a phenomenal job. Um, a lot of great stuff there, but you know, Trav, you got any parting, parting words for our
1: audience today? I think Brandon hit it right on the head folks. Uh, you know, you got to check out intermiamipodcast.com. You know, we're doing some great things there. Our very own Caden DeLisa, who broke the Miami to Miami, uh, the Lionel Messi to Miami signing ahead of journalists across the entire world. He's doing some fantastic stuff for some written content on the site. You can find out all about all of our offerings, you know, Podcasts, podcast, Trav Chats, and more that we're doing, including live meetups in person, uh, whether it's tailgates. Uh, soccer, you know, live meetup to pick up soccer games, a bunch of stuff that we have coming up and planned. I'll check out myself on Twitter at IMCF Traveler. Uh, if you don't like something I say, please tell me. Uh, I won't listen, but you know, you can try. Uh, and definitely join the Inner Miami Podcast Discord. It's the best place to be for all things Inner Miami. We have some amazing people in there, and it is truly a fantastic place to be. Yeah.
0: And you know, you you don't want to hit up hit us up on Twitter, you don't want to be in the Discord, tune into Trav Chats. That's your chance to talk directly to the man himself and and ask questions and talk to the community as a whole.
1: Yeah, Trav Chats Thursday nights at 8:30 p.m. Eastern time, uh right on my Twitter @IMCFtraveler. Uh you know, we host these every week to allow you the members of the community to come on and share your thoughts beyond the podcast now trap chats are recorded and released the very next day and you know they're a ton of fun now just you know don't call a guy in a carolina hurricanes jersey bud or else you may feel the consequences (laughs) if if you want to know what that's a reference from tune into last week's trap chat if you haven't already
0: oh yeah that was a doozy but thank you guys for listening And guys, enjoy the moment Where we're, big things are happening History's being made Just enjoy it And as we end all Inner Miami podcasts Grab, you gotta do it Alright Vamos Miami Vamos Miami